Welcome to the Your Health Hub podcast with Zandra Christie. On this episode, Zandra chats to Roddy McDonald from the company Water for Health. Water for Health Limited believes that proper hydration and nutrition can make a massive difference to people's health and quality of life. Roddy has a keen interest in the therapeutic properties of water, having worked on the industrial side of water treatment for a number of years. Because of his own personal health problems, he is keen to share strategies that he found to be highly effective, in particular, the realization that body pH is critically important if good health is to be achieved. Seems that all water is not equal. So, good morning. We're joined today by Roddy McDonald from Water for Health, who um, I've discovered fairly recently when I was looking for um, filters for water. Uh, And Roddy's written a a couple of articles for us now about the benefits of healthy water. And to be honest, I hadn't appreciated half of what he'd said, um, but it does make complete sense. Uh, I read today, for example, that we ingest a credit card amount of plastic every day, every week in their microplastics through our water, which is quite alarming. Um, But anyway, we'll turn over to Roddy, who can introduce Water for Health and explain a bit more. Fine. Thanks, Sandra. I'm pleased to be here and uh, hopefully we can share something to uh, to improve people's um, health and quality of life. And uh, water is a great place to begin. Water for Health, we set up 15 years ago now to try and uh, share with uh, people the uh, benefits of um, better hydration uh, and good nutrition. Uh, we believe that uh, that water is the number one supplement from the body, and it is frequently ignored, uh, even by doctors, nutritionists, etc. And of course, we're more and more research is showing uh, the vital importance of uh, not just water, but good water to improve our our well being. So it's uh, it's not only a, a, an interesting subject, but it is. Uh, uh, hugely uh, important now for our well-being. Mm, well, absolutely. Well, your health hub is all about trying to find ways to keep you healthy without having to run to the GP every five minutes. Yeah. And you're right. Although doctors tell you to keep hydrated, you know, there's not really a, a lot said about it. And I think people just tend to be hydrated with cups of tea and bottles of Coke, which of course is just rubbish. Yeah, I think that's that's true. Um, there are a number of aspects to the hydration side. It's not purely the amount, even the, the amount of water people drink, but it's the amount of water that people absorb. There is many people you go out, you see them pouring in water um, and it's going in one end and out the other because it's not uh, being absorbed in the body. And there are a number of reasons for that. Uh, which probably people are uh, are unaware of. Um, one of the first areas is it's not absorbed because they don't have sufficient electrolytes in the body, and electrolytes are necessary um, for for absorption. Um, and secondly, it does not have a suitable structure um, to be uh, properly absorbed in the body, and water structure is increasingly now being shown to be vitally important um, for absorption and to protect uh, the integrity of our cells. Mm. So where, where did the electrolytes come from? Do we take them out of water in in our filtration system, you know, like when, well, when it's processed? Yeah, the, the, there is that aspect about it. Um, I think there's a number of things that are impacting that. Um, 
personally speaking, I think one of the big uh, issues is people are not taking enough salt in their diets. Um, people have bought into the idea that uh, that salt is is bad for them, um, and uh, in fact, the body does need salt, uh, good good salt, not processed salt, um, and. Uh, this has been a, a problem for, for, for some years, partly because of the advice to, to, to avoid salt. Um, interestingly, there was a book written uh, about three years ago. It was published by a cardiovascular research scientist called The Salt Fix. Um, and he said there that really there was no credible research to support the low salt diet. Mm. Um, uh, there were There is a percentage of the population that is sodium sensitive uh, but uh, the majority of people would benefit by taking um, adequate levels of salt and I think that is uh, is definitely um, not helping um, absorption of in in, in, in the body uh, absorption of water in the body so uh, that that's uh, one idea the another doctor that wrote uh, the book called the uh, the calcium lie said that he believed that the problem has gone back much further uh, into the time when uh, refrigerators were introduced because prior to that um, people were um, using salt to preserve food so they had a much higher salt diet um, so um, that makes um, sense. Um, i think uh, uh, water absorption is a very important um, aspect not just the amount that people drink uh, but the amount they absorb you'll actually find in some instances that when people start to absorb water better they might need less okay. yeah that's interesting that is interesting i am um, my son does a competitive sports and he actually takes those electrolyte drinks and they really yeah. help him um so that, yeah well why wouldn't you get it from normal water i hadn't really thought about that yeah. So, what kind of salt do you recommend, like sea salt? Well, uh, I think a good a good unprocessed sea salt or or Himalayan salt is a good mm. place to uh, uh, to start. Um, but definitely, an, an unprocessed uh, salt is is, is beneficial. Mm. Interestingly, um, um, there was a doctor called uh, Doctor Batman Gilly um, that uh, was a well qualified doctor that uh, um, wrote several books on water. Um, he uh, uh, he believed in its importance because he proved he, he yeah when he was um, um, held a prisoner in the uh, by the regime in Iran oh, wow. um, um, some years ago he um, had nothing much to help his fellow patients or fellow inmates other than water and he began to appreciate the um the vital necessity of water to uh, to help so many complaints and uh, when he was subsequently released um and uh, he published a number of books in UK and US he was a UK qualified doctor um but uh, he one of his books which i think is very very useful is is called water and salt uh, looking at the benefits of not just the adequate water, but uh, having a sufficient salt intake as well, and what particular health challenges that it will help to resolve. Mm, okay, that 
I've um see in my health journey I suffered with adrenal fatigue which a lot of doctors don't actually recognize but um we know it's real um and one of the solutions for that is to drink an adrenal cocktail which is actually a salty concoction of of also you know salty water with some fruit juice yeah and um yeah yeah, so we know that's the case so that that, I've never really put the two together so interesting interesting Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, with our bodies being so, you know, everyone knows that our bodies are high in water content, so it makes sense to to keep keep it well hydrated. And, and I don't think I think people do, as you say, underestimate just what it can do for your health. Yeah. You're talking kidneys yeah. and all, every organ needs everything. Sure. Yeah, and, and and some more so than others. I mean, um, one of the, the the organs that will suffer most. Uh, when we become dehydrated is our brain because the brain's got such a high water content. But it's interesting to note that when uh, when a baby is born, you're 80% or thereabouts water. Uh, but when people die, it's probably getting down towards the 50%. <laughs> oh, uh, that's um, why they die. Uh, well, it's 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 maybe doesn't help, but um, um, as uh, somebody said that when. Uh, uh, when we're born, we have cells that are like a plum, and when we die, they're like a prune. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's um, true. Well, having um, seen two grandparents go through the health system and suffer with dementia, I know that with my mu- with my grandma, for example, she forgot to drink. It was yeah. one of one of the things she just didn't drink, and she was always having urine infections and water work infections purely because I think she was so dehydrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure, it's um, where we uh, we have come from, and and, and a lot of the um, work that we followed has been what was been carried on in the last sixty years or thereabouts in in Japan and Korea. Uh, and interestingly, these uh, countries put a much greater focus on water. And uh, when you look at now, the the Japanese are uh, are living probably an average of five years longer than most of us in the in the western world they're obviously doing something right yeah um, something we're to, not doing no you don't yeah. tend to see obese japanese people either do you or no. um and then they 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 don't seem to age my no, stepmom's no. korean and she hasn't aged at all and i think they have a very different approach to life yeah uh, uh, absolutely um but for um years they have uh, uh, been um, uh, using equipment to uh, transform water into water which is more alkaline which has got antioxidant properties and has got good structure and good energy Um, and uh, uh, there are very big markets out in these countries there which is spread to uh, to elsewhere um, and we um, have followed that and use a lot of their technology uh, to improve the quality of people of, of water we believe that um, uh, the water with an alkaline ph is um, um, in the proper format is uh, is uh, beneficial uh, to help to promote the uh, body pH balance um, and helps to flush toxins out of the body. Uh, 
Having said that, most of the research in this area over the last decade has focused on the antioxidant benefits of some of that water. Um, and what they have realized um, is that uh, a lot of the benefits which they attributed to the increased alkalinity was probably not due to the alkalinity at all, but was due to the antioxidant effect because um, water was releasing um, small amounts of molecular hydrogen, H2, and that molecular hydrogen um, is a powerful antioxidant even at low concentrations. And uh, for the last um, 10, 15 years, there's probably been uh, well over ex excess of uh, a thousand um, uh, peer-reviewed uh, scientific papers published uh, on, on molecular hydrogen and its benefits. And that uh, uh, we think is, is, is hugely important and hugely beneficial because the, uh, uh, the hydrogen molecule is uh, very small. Therefore, it can penetrate into areas of the body that... Uh, that larger antioxidants can't. So that that aspect of the water is is, is still um, very much uh, research is showing uh, what the potential it offers. But then we look at the structure of the water, and that's a, a very emotive subject as well. Um, um, and that can mean different things to different people. But um, the Japanese and um, Koreans view on it is the most beneficial type of water is um, water which they refer to as hexagonal water, which is um, uh, six water molecules uh, arranged around an alkaline mineral. And they say that is, uh, is the ideal water for absorption in the body. Okay, so uh, I mean... You mentioned alkaline. I mean, I, I know from, again, family history. So a family member was diagnosed with cancer. And of course, the whole family are rallying around trying to work out how best to cure, cure her. And uh, it seemed that alkaline diet seemed to be a popular sort of sure. method, if you like. So that makes sense. But how do you get hydrogen into water then? Well, um, um, there are different ways that can be done. Um, it can be done by electrolysis, by uh, using uh, special water ionizers, which will generate uh, molecular hydrogen. Um, a lot of our systems we've used, we use um, what uh, is, uh, is referred to as bioceramics, which is the filter media, which is made of compositions of different natural minerals. And uh, uh, one of them types there, uh, it reacts with the water that's passing through it in the filter systems uh, and uh, releases that uh, molecular hydrogen into the water. Uh, if you look in, uh, in your typical tap waters or, or, uh, or bottled waters, I've never yet detected any concentrations of molecular hydrogen. Um, they say it is present, I can't vouch for that, in some of the healing waters in nature, you will have found uh, molecular hydrogen there. Mm. Uh, but what is interesting is you are seeing the research is showing very low concentrations 
sometimes um, below uh, 200 parts per billion, uh, still showing a therapeutic benefit. Um, um, now it is one of these. Uh, the uh, the solubility of it is uh, is is relatively low. Uh, so, but uh, you are you have also got systems like the electrolysis ones. We have one that uh, is now coming up to uh, one thousand five hundred parts per billion. Um, and then we actually have uh, tablets that people can put in a glass of water, uh, which will react there and give you up to 10,000 parts per billion, um, um, which is good to give people a boost if they feel necessary. But uh, generally, we would recommend people drink water um, on a regular basis that has got a molecular hydrogen content in it. Okay, I can feel a shopping spree coming on after my conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but the yeah. other in, the other interesting uh, aspect of which I mentioned was uh, in terms of uh, the structure of water. Um, there is um, a fairly uh, well-known uh, uh, research scientist at the University of Washington, Dr. Gerald Pollack, uh, who spent his lifetime researching water. Uh, and he um, has proven that there is actually a fourth phase of water, um, which is uh, between the liquid and solid state, um, oh. more like a, a gel. And, and he said that uh, type of water is next to a surface. So really around our cells, uh, he's saying that uh, the water... Uh, that's best around our cells is this fourth phase of water, um, okay. which is uh, is coined as EZ water or a, a essential zone water. And the more of that type of water we have around our cells, the healthier we will be. I've not heard uh, of this before. So how do you uh, well, do you, that? If you feel uh, it's a little bit heavy going, but um, uh, <laughs> his his book, the fourth phase of water, is uh, is a very interesting read. But there is also quite a few of his presentations on uh, on on YouTube as well. But it is a very interesting. So and he has done a lot of very interesting research in the whole uh, aspect of water and water structure. Fascinating subject, isn't it? It's amazing, really. If you don't delve into it, you just you take it so for granted and you don't sure. really give it any thought. You just turn the tap on and drink it. Talking of tap water, though, um, here, this is how I, I come to know you. Water from our house smells like swimming pool water. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we, we actually physically couldn't drink it. It was just disgusting, yeah. which is how we sure. came to know you. But, I mean, when you delve into what's in regular tap water, it's, it doesn't make for pretty reading, does it? No, well, chlorine is used. It's um, it's used as a disinfectant um, in, in in the water supply, and unfortunately, they're using more and more. Uh, and in now some areas of the country, they're moving from using chlorine itself to using chloramines, um, which is a combination of chlorine and ammonia, uh, because it persists longer in the pipework. Yeah. Uh, my my thought will be if it persists longer in the pipework, it'll persist longer in the human body, uh, which is not particularly good for us because uh, uh, chlorine um, chlorine is relatively easy to remove from from water, but uh, there are certain aspects of it. It's um, uh, one area we think is uh, uh, people uh, they shower in it. They shower in a, a warm uh, enclosed environment. They're breathing it in, so it's not particularly good for um, 
for people with respiratory problems. And that's why we, uh, I mean, we, we do a shower head for, for that purpose to remove the chlorine. Uh, but uh, it's also, there's concerns of what chlorine does, uh, what impact it has on our digestive tract. Uh, because being a disinfectant, is it going to um, uh, have an adverse impact on the microbiome? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think anyone disputes now. There's been so much research on the benefit of gut health, you know, for your overall, overall health. So that makes perfect sense. And actually, I've never really thought about showering in it. Um, it would explain why my skin is so dry. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, the, the uh, many people, uh, I think, buy uh, our shower heads purely because of uh, of skin and hair health. Mm. Um, and it's a it's a pleasanter environment to 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 use. I, yeah. A few years ago, I I was in Germany and um, a place north about fifty miles north of Berlin, um, and uh, I was uh, surprised at the water coming out the tap. It was very pleasant, and I said to the person, um, um, "I don't smell any chlorine whatsoever in it." And the answer was, "Well, we don't use chlorine in the water here unless we have a problem." Uh, which seemed a um, very sensible approach. <laughs> well, yeah, so clearly that means we have constant problems then. Uh, I mean, I do I do understand. I mean, and there's a lot of talk about water now becoming like a, you know, like a scarcity and a commodity. Um, yeah. You know, and they're talking about water shortages in, you know, 20 years from now. So, yeah, which, which is a whole different subject, I realise. I know that also in tap water is a, is the other big subject, which is hormones and um, pharmaceuticals, which sure. aren't necessarily removed in our water processing. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about why children reach puberty so early now, and perhaps perhaps that's part sure. of the reason. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yes, um, I think there are three there are three areas where we have um, most questions now, um, and as far as uh, removal of contaminants from the water and the uh, other than fluoride. Um, but it is um, removal of hormones, removal of drug residues, uh, both illicit and prescribed, um, and uh, removal of microplastics. Now, Are they fairly easy to remove? Well, uh, the, the microplastics, they say that the majority of the microplastics are um, are fibers, um, and the um, diameter of these fiber uh, fibers is about um, five micron. Oh. Uh, um, so they are very, very, very tiny. Uh, with our filter systems, we're filtering down typically to 0.1 or 0.2 of a micron. So we are um, uh, giving a barrier against uh, against the majority of these plastics. But it is horrendous how they have um, um, crept into our environment and uh, so so extensively. Uh, but the, the one other area where is, is concern is um, um, residual levels of glyphosate uh, round up in the water supply. Um, um, because of the, it is now right throughout an outer environment, and uh, that is uh, also a concern. Now, um, I saw an interesting um, um, talk uh, some time ago by a scientist um, who was looking at the impact of uh, 
uh, or the problem of leaky gut. Mm. Um, and uh, she said so many people are on a gluten-free diet because they believe um, that wheat has been altered so extensively over the years. Uh, she says from her research, she found that that was uh, um, not exactly true. Uh, but she believed that the problem is not in the wheat. The problem is of leaky gut was probably stemming from res residues of glyphosate on the wheat because it's sprayed onto some of your crops at the late stage of uh, prior to harvesting to help to the wheat to dry. Uh, and it is possible that diglyphosate is maybe one of the main contributors to leaky gut. So it's important to try and get that out of your food supply and out of the water. And filters can do that. Mm. I do actually follow a gluten-free diet. And um, again, I've not heard of that before so as a possible cause for intolerance to, to said wheat. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it makes well, sense. Yeah, I mean, I I followed a gluten free for years, for years, but I can actually eat now. I can eat organic wheat, uh, and it doesn't bother me. I've not tried organic. I should maybe give it a try. See what happens. See if I blow up. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I lost my train of thought there. Imagining myself blowing up then. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember. I mean. With, with obviously there's the stuff that they spray all over the weeds in our I mean our, our council workers come along in their hazmat suits spraying the, the board yeah, and saying can you not do it outside my house as children that play here and there's hedgehogs leave them alone go away and they're like it's perfectly safe and they're standing there in hazmat suits <laughs> um, yeah. Whatever. yeah the sooner that's banned the better I guess it's bad for the bees it's bad for the well everything yeah, sure. As you say, sure. it's leaking into the water system. I mean, yeah. I know it's not related to drinking water. I mean, you talked about healing properties of some sort of wild waters, if you like. And I know that wild swimming or outdoor swimming is a quite popular pastime now. So I would, su would suggest don't drink the water. I did read in um, an ENDS report that there isn't a body of water in the UK currently not polluted in some way. Yeah, I believe that, and much more so in your urban areas. It's interesting, um, if people were to go back to read the works of and the research carried out by Victor Schauberger, a German forester who's written several books, uh, um, or, or a lot of books written on his work in Living Waters, one of them. Um, but he, um, he had many insights as to the um, to water and how it should flow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Keeping uh, rivers and forests healthy, and I do believe if they followed a lot of his work, uh, they would not be concerned now with so many of the issues of climate change, etc. Um, that most of the climate change issues are caused by man's behavior and a failure to work in accordance with the laws of nature absolutely we always know best don't know we, we break it and then we decide all these wonderful in, invent all these wonderful interventions to repair what we've done and they never yeah. seem to work yeah it's yeah yeah we do yeah. not know better than nature <laughs> yeah. no one knows sure. better than mother nature sure. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well that's certainly given us some food for thought so uh, water for thought should i say the um I notice, obviously, on your website also, you do a range of supplements, which I guess are there to complement the you know, healthy water. Very, very much. When we, when we began, we uh, 
we began the business with a water product and I've, I've gone from there. But a lot of our emphasis of our product range, particularly initially, was to improve body pH balance. Uh, and uh, um, water was an integral part of that. Uh, I still think that is very important. And particularly when people's um, pH is under so much uh, pressure, um, because of our diets, because of high levels of stress, negative emotions, etc., uh, all having an adverse impact. So a lot of it was to do with uh, with pH balance, and uh, so that's where we have the kind of the, the greens, the alkaline minerals, and and and, and, and products like that. Uh, we don't. Uh, we have a fairly restricted product range, um, uh, but we have focused very much on the quality end uh, mm -hmm. products that. Uh, um, and our clients uh, vouch for that uh, in terms of uh, their effectiveness. They keep coming back. Well, that's, so that's always good. a good thing. Always a good thing. Well, like I say, I feel a bit of a shopping spree coming on. So <laughs> if you um, if you want to go have a look at um, everything that's on offer, what's your website again? Uh, www.water water and then hyphen for f o r hyphen health dot co dot uk. Otherwise, we'll obviously put that um, into the um, show notes as well. And yeah. um, I know if you're like me, you'll be going to do a lot of research now and uh, changing all of your habits. And I can't believe I've got to my mid-50s without knowing some of this stuff. So thank you very much for sharing that. Okay, that's my pleasure. And uh, if I can help anyone, just tell them to uh, to get in touch with me. I'm, I love talking to people and I love to trying to make a difference to people. Thank you. Matt. You're an absolute star and I've really enjoyed this chat. Thank you. Thanks, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope this has proved of interest. And if you'd like to find out more about Water for Health, then check out their website, www.water-for-health.co.uk. And that link can be found in the show notes. See you next time.